and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church for the celebration of morning Mass, which is, of, the, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Maureen Kenny. Welcome to all who have come for the Mass, uh, family members and family friends. You're all very welcome to the church today. As you all know, many more people would have liked to have been here with you, but that's impossible because of the restrictions. But they send to you their love, their affection, and their assurance of their prayers. What can we say about Maureen Kenny? She was, in every sense, a character. Um, Good in so many different ways, uh, humorous and funny, uh, and so many stories uh, told about her over the years. Today we've gathered here in the church to thank God for a good life uh, that has touched so many people, family and friends. And today as our priests I want to especially offer my own prayers and thanks to God for her life. To prepare ourselves to celebrate this Holy Mass, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Maureen, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Dear friends, let us love one another, since love comes from God, and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son so that we might have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us, when he sent his Son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. Dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we should love one another. No one has ever seen God But as long as we love one another, God will live in us, and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord. (laughs) 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Be ambitious for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels, but speak without love, I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. If I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are and knowing everything, and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains, but am without love, then I am nothing at all. If I give away all that I possess, piece by piece, and if I even let them take my body to burn it, but I'm without love, it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. It's never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It doesn't take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. Please stand. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. And I have told you this so that my own joy may be in you, and your joy be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sit down. Every Saturday night, as you know, uh, Maureen would be here at church for the Vigil Mass. She always, as you probably know, sat in the same place, the back corner uh, nearest the door. She would normally be brought by car and would generally arrive five minutes before the Mass itself began, and occasionally she'd be late, and after Mass, she blame just about everyone else for her being late. She generally, I have to tell you, used to complain that she could never hear me during the Mass. 
it wasn't uncommon for her to get half the message of the sermon and half the message of the announcements. And she would occasionally tell me uh, that uh, what I'd actually said during the Mass, and I had to wonder sometimes whether we were at the same Mass. I would occasionally suggest to her that she might want to come and sit near the front if she was not hearing so good. But she wasn't good, as you know, at taking advice and stuck with that seat at the back of the church, even though she couldn't hear. If I mentioned to you today uh, that she was maybe last in the church, I also have to tell you that she was first out of the church, of course, as you might imagine, for smoke. The greatest surprise to me uh, over this year was that she had given up those cigarettes. This, to my mind, was an absolute miracle. And in my last visit to her in the hospital, when she reassured me that she had in actual fact given up the smoking, I told her that this was a fantastic miracle, and if she could do it, then anyone could do it. She was, as I mentioned at the beginning, a very funny lady, sometimes an unconscious comedian as well. She would say things that would make you laugh hysterically. She was, of course, forthright, and she would tell you everything that was on her mind. But her conversation was always lively and friendly, and she would move from one subject to the other seamlessly, even although there was no connection between them. It was a pleasure to know her over these 20 years in which I've been a priest here at St. Bride's. Uh, Hopefully she regarded me as her friend as I did her, and also her confidant as well. At the Mass, we must mention today Michael, her husband, now deceased a number of years. A nicer man would be hard to find. I used to say to her frequently that her Michael was a saint. She used to say, Father, you don't live with him. A nicer man would have been harder to find. He was always here uh, on the Sunday as a passkeeper and taking up the collection. We take comfort now in the thought that they are reunited in heaven and we can imagine that Maureen will be nipping his ear. Maureen herself had a great love of her faith, which she was very, very dedicated to, as you know, all her life. She loved the church and she loved its life and was over, over her own lifetime a very active member of the church and a great support to this parish community. She would, uh, when she could manage, be at Mass also through the weekdays and in recent years uh, very often was to be found at midday Mass at St. Colm Kills because that was something that she could manage. All the priests through St. Bride's and St. Charles's knew Maureen for it was hard to miss her because she was so tall. She certainly had the gift of faith God meant everything to her in her life. She prayed every day, prayed hard for things that she wanted and for things that she needed. The sacraments and especially Mass itself meant a great deal to her. She gained great consolation, great peace, great spiritual strength for being present at the Mass. 
and she loved the community of the parishes that she belonged to and was part of, the families, the neighbourhood, all the people that were so much part of her life and her history. She would be deeply appreciative of this Mass that is said for her today. Today, she is not at the back any longer, not in the corner of the church. She is clearly here in front of the altar. And the words that we speak today and the good news about the death and resurrection of Jesus touches all our lives and it reminds us that our life leads to eternal life. These words that we hear today are joyful words. They teach us that the death and resurrection of Jesus is so important for all of us and that death is not the end but a beginning of something new. Just a few words about Maureen's life. She was born on the 9th of June 1937. Her mother and father, Anne and John Hammond. She was one of a large family of 13 children. She was brought up in Westburn and attended the schools of St. Charles's and St. Bride's. She had, and you will know this yourself, a whole host of friends, in, even in her younger days. She was in those days athletic and a good runner. Her working life itself began in the paper mill, uh, but she also worked in the Hoover plant, as many people did over the years in this town. She also worked in the chicken factory, as many women did as well. Laterally, she looked after an elderly couple, Mr. and Mrs. MacDonald, and became a special part of their family as well. She met her husband, uh, Michael, uh, when she went on holiday uh, one year to Dublin, a holiday romance, you might say, that turned into uh, a marriage. Uh, they met in the Top Hat Club in Dublin. Uh, they were to marry in the autumn of 1963. Children uh, came along, Stephen and Brian and Jared and Paul, and last but not least, Anne-Marie. There was, I believe, a strong male gene in this family. Uh, Twelve grandsons were to fall, and only one granddaughter and one great-granddaughter. So it's a strong uh, male gene there. Along the way, she picked up uh, Darren as well, uh, whom she was godmother to in his baptism. It's easy for us to see that that humour uh, and fun was a big part of family life. She liked to laugh, as did Michael, and they passed that on to their children and their families too. I have to tell you that she also liked the occasional whiskey and the cigarette, but maybe you know that. She liked uh, her friends and neighbours, and of course would meet them here at church, uh, maybe for a coffee afterwards, and occasionally they would meet at the bingo as well. She was a funny woman, as I say. She could make you laugh, and especially at things that very often happened to her. Things that happened to her that happened to no one else. She did have strong opinions as well, as you will know yourself, and she would tell you just exactly what she was thinking but she was engaging in conversation and always had great stories to tell. 
There are so many things to remember here at Mass today. We remember her for her dedication and loyalty and faithfulness to this family over a lifetime. She would not be one to brag or say anything about the family, but she took deep satisfaction in seeing all that they they had all done well in life. And that was in no short measure due to the good work done by herself and Maureen, about herself and Michael. She had an infectious laugh and a good sense of humour. And it was a young sense of humour. It was always very self-deprecating as well. And she felt free to say things, but she didn't mind you pulling her leg in return and would be very quick-witted in her responses to what you had said. She had something which was very special. She had a great zest for life and liked to be doing all sorts of things. She loved friends and family and life. We will all miss her very much indeed. Her cheery laugh, her conversation, and even those telling-offs that we all got, me included. And the day before uh, she died, I visited her in hospital. Her voice was low, and she was certainly poorly. She was pleased, I think, to see me and talk, and of course we laughed together. I was able to give her absolution, holy communion, and to anoint her. Little did I know that within such a short space of time, a day later her life would be ended but she was well prepared for that hour. The last word today goes to God himself, for he gives us our life and blessings and all the strength that we need in life. We dwell in the sunshine of his grace and love. All our lives are in the palm of his hand and nothing can harm us. Maureen uh, goes to God and leaves us behind. She goes to the father's house in which there are very many rooms. And for her, it will be a homecoming to those that she knew and those that she loved. She leaves behind a great legacy of laughter and good memories, of love and kindness, of friendship and happiness. May she rest in peace after the labours of her life. May God grant her eternal rest. Bring flowers of 
cease to stand. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant Maureen, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For it's at your summons that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return on account of sin to the earth from which we came. But when you give the sign, we who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the company of the angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, and without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what did you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, especially those spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Maureen, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, 
O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. And I ask you to stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. back at church then just to give you some indication of how Holy Communion goes instead of coming forward uh, if you'd like to receive communion you just simply ask to stand in your place uh, and to put your hands for Holy Communion uh, because of the restriction you're not able to give Holy Communion on the tongue uh, if you don't want to receive Holy Communion but perhaps like to receive a blessing instead then simply again to stand and put your hand on your breast uh, and I'll give you a blessing as I pass by if you don't want to receive a blessing or Holy Communion, then just simply to remain uh, seated where you are. Uh, and once you've received the uh, Holy Communion or a blessing, then simply just uh, sit down. So if you'd like to receive Communion or a blessing, please stand now. Sweetheart of Jesus,
be sustained. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister Maureen, we come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Thank you. 